Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Pub Table Racers. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tim Packman. So next to me is my host and best friend in the whole wide world, Warren Brosell. There we go. And uh, we welcome you to the show. And Warren, before we get started, I think it's very important that we tell these people why we have a bucket of beer in front of us. This is Pub Table Racers. We sit at pub tables. We drink beer. We talk about racing. Exactly. And, or someone that is connected to racing. Exactly. And we drink Miller Highlights because because we're both. Very big fans, and Bobby Allison is our hero. And he's my friend, too. And he's also my friend. Okay, I'll drink that. Okay, we're uh, drink to that. Drink to that. Down the hatch. Mm. Ah, first one of the day. Zip it. Okay, uh, tonight's show. Uh, we're going to talk about Nashville. We'll talk about all three series. We're going to talk about the track because I was there in person and experienced some of the stuff that went on there. Um, then we're going to talk about uh, two teams announcing their own cup racing next year. And we'll talk about someone who got DQ'd uh, after Sunday. And uh, then we'll bring up our guest, um, Wally McCarty, who's going to join us. But our guest next week is Carrie Earnhardt. I think you guys know that name. Uh, as always, this show is brought to you Lake Norman Patio and Game Rooms. Uh, go see Brad and JoJo there. The assortment of items he has out now is unbelievable. Added ping pong uh, tables. He's also added a, a wine bar, like wine barrel yeah. bar, uh, incredible, plus the chaise lounge and the Adirondacks and everything. Beautiful so, outdoor and or man cave oh, yeah. patio Perfect. furniture or bar furniture, um, games, yeah. air hockey, <laughs> tabletop hockey, exactly. or is that bubble hockey? That's a bubble hockey. It, that's uh, that's good. Foosball, foosball, pool 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 shuffleboard. <laughs> it's got the whole inventory. Air guitars. Uh, air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Actual guitars, electric <laughs> guitars, acoustic guitars. He'll yeah, sell you an air guitar. He I guarantee it. Brad will sell you an air guitar. You an air guitar. <laughs> and that damn good. Yeah. Probably uh, the <laughs> one that Eddie Van Halen played. Exactly. Here, Same be careful one. with this. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow, Eddie Van Halen played this. And Jimi Hendrix. Oh. <laughs> I just want a bass. Okay, uh, from Gene Simmons. Are you ready for an upgrade? Need to refresh that patio? Want to add more fun to your home? Lake Norman Patio and Game Rooms makes it fun to stay at home. We offer a huge selection of high-quality outdoor furniture, pool tables, shuffleboard, ping pong, and much, much more. Your oasis awaits. So don't miss the boat. Take your patio or game room up to the next level. Lake Norman Patio and Game Rooms. Stop in today or visit us online at lknpatio.com. Um, okay. Other right, sponsors. Uh, behind you, Warren, who do we have? We have RacingJunk.com. Right, it's his Vanna White moment there. Buy, sell, trade. Uh, anything and everything you need that has wheels, uh, go check them out. Also, uh, Rapid Removal. Uh, go see Darren Russell. Find him on Facebook. Uh, great, great guy. Uh, works in the industry. And he has 20-yard containers that he wheels in. Right. Drops off. No uh, marks or anything. Right. And when you're done, picks up and hauls off. Put anything you want in those things except for asbestos. Right, and asbestos. And his shit and, is... And, your shit is his bread and butter. Exactly. And, and or uh, relatives you don't like. Your in-laws you don't like, whatever, you can't do that. He does have, you know, restrictions. Uh, yeah, roll out dead body up in a carpet and throw it in Okay, and also, um, real quick, the garage shop is uh, a partner of ours now in a bigger way. And we hope you guys went to the Garage Shop Insider YouTube channel and checked out the first edition, or the first episode of Highway 3 Reunion Beyond the Gates. Uh, Warren and myself it was last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, we sat down with uh, Jeff Clark, Jeff Clark, Tim Clements, Brian Cram, and Aaron Brown. Aaron Brown, and um, no script, uh, just questions flowed, and you can see the camaraderie, and you can see that the bond is still there after all these years. That all of us worked together at Highway Three. Part one aired last night. Uh, part two will air next week, and that's where we really get into yeah. the meat and taters. And racers that. never stop being racers. Right, and is uh, the bottom line exactly. And we we talked about that. Uh, I, I was really happy with how it came out, and this could lead to more, so we'll see. Okay, we got that. We got our sponsors. Got those taken care of. All right, let's talk about... Uh, the racing here. What's that? The racing. Let's talk about Nashville. Yeah. All right. Uh, truck Series. Race Friday night. I was there. Um, Ryan Priest, his very first truck race, goes out and wins it. Yeah. I'm happy for him. He got to showcase his talent yeah, again. Yeah, it shows that, you know, modified. Right? I can still do this. Yeah, right. So I saw him before the race, and I pointed the truck. I go, this isn't an open-wheel car because, you know, he's modified. He's done well with that. Uh, so congrats to him. Uh, Xfinity, Kyle Busch wins. Your guy was doing okay there until he got a little bump in the wrong yeah, area. Yeah, one of the hardest hits he's yes, ever taken. Right into that wall. Yeah. Um, 
does Kyle Busch stop racing Elliott at 100? I mean, is it enough Xfinity? It's up to him. Okay. You know, I can't, a lot of people bash that. I'm not going to. Right. Because Mark Martin and Jeff Burton and Kevin Harvick and, you know, there's more than one guy that would go backwards and go and win them races mm -hmm. and wax everybody's butt. And to me, it's, it's if you want to be better, if you want to be a better race car driver, don't mm -hmm. complain about him being better than you. Be better than him and go beat him. Exactly. You know? And, and, and that that part of that series has been going on for years. Right. Do I enjoy it? Do I like watching it? And no. And the reason is, okay, here's the reason why it's not good or fun to watch. For the because there's not five other cup drivers that would be racing against them, him right. if they were there also. You know, when, when Mark Martin was at one of them races, he would always have someone else there. He would have a Jeff Burton there, or he would have a, another... Jimmy Spencer. He would have another cup guy there that he would be racing against. And it was, you know, it, it wasn't always a, a, a Bush guy or Xfinity guy, whatever you want to call him, sure. that he had to race. They, they had usually ended up racing, the cup guys usually ended up racing each other. But the so other thing that, that, that's why I think everybody gets burnt about it now. It's because, you, you know. You, but to your point, Mark Martin, he now has twice as many wins as Mark Martin had in the Xfinity Series. So I'll just say, so like, enough. All right. Well, that's what people are saying. I'm not, whatever. It Mark is what Martin it is. started a lot later sure. in life than he did it's at that story. also. All right, so he's at 100 wins. I don't know if you call it a point, whatever. Uh, cup race on Sunday. Hey, I think they're just going to make the trophy now. And they're going to put Kyle Larson at the bottom in this, you know. Which one? Which one? The next every, one? Next one, the race, what's that? Three in a row, fourth of the year, whatever. Three in a row. He's won how many stages now? Four? How many stages? He's won all these stages in a row. It's like, and I was there. I mean, he just, he just, he's on rails. I mean, so, like, he restarted fifth one time. Two laps later, he's in the lead. And it's not like it's, he's not just, like, sort of passing people. He's, like, motoring by him. You, you know, before you came here, because I knew this was going to kind of go down this road, sure. I did a little bit of research yeah, about, share it with about the last three years. And okay? one, this is quite impressive what Warren did here. It's really easy. You just Google it. No, it's impressive that you did it. Well, no, because <laughs> I knew this was going to go down this road, okay? In 2018, uh -huh. Kevin Harvick won eight races. Total. Total. Yep. And Kyle Busch also won eight races. And in 2018, your champion was uh, Joey Logano, who right. only won four races right. total. In 2019, Martin Truex won seven races, and Kyle Busch won five, and he was your champion. Got it. Okay. In 2020, this one's the really oh, this yeah. is the really good stat. So this is last year, obviously, mm -hmm. right? Last year, Kevin Harvick won nine races. And didn't make it to the final four. No. So before we give the guy a cape and a trophy and a crown, let's, you know, because uh, me being a racer that I am. Sure. Now is not really the time to be very fast. You have to keep this up for the rest of the year. Yes. Yeah. And you have to hope that, flow, right. that if you're doing something that's on the edge, it doesn't get taken away. Right. Someone will go, hey, what's this? You know, right. Not that Hendrick's ever done anything like that. Um, <laughs> speaking not of, that any of us has ever done anything yeah, like right, that, right? right? But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, if you're fast at the beginning of the year, it usually hurts you now. Mm -hmm. If you're fast now, it usually hurts you at the end well, of the year. Some of your neighbors are going to figure out what you're doing. I mean, even though, you know, they're going to look at the garage. No, not my name. Not, well, he's a Stuart Haas guy. Right. Hey, speaking of Stuart Haas, they, they, did, they, they were very start, respectable. They're starting to, in Bristol, have a good run. So now, it, you know, Maybe all not. of a sudden, they get onto something, sure. and they take it to the next level. Sure. Now, they win the next yeah. five races. Well, we'll see. We'll I'm, see. I'm, I'm having to notice that they're going up there. Uh, let's see. Hey, guys, good to finally get to see you. Use. Hey, Darnell, hello. Uh, haircut's brought to you by Darnell. Uh, Don Carp, hello, Buffalo, yep, says hi, good, mom says evening, and uh, we're good, so there we go, just want to say hey to people, uh, make sure we know you're out there. Um, okay, so Larson wins, uh, Chase Elliott, Whew. it's like he wasn't even there, like he had run, and then five loose lug nuts, I think it was five, right? Five. And they just said, you're disqualified. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Well, you know, so here's the reason why that has to happen, if that wheel comes off, Flies into the stands, kills someone, 
you know, or hurts someone mm -hmm. or, you know, you just can't have that. Right. You know, so there's got to be some type of penalty for it. And, and I, I hate you know, the driver pays for what the crewmen did, but they're on it together and they're responsible. They just win a million bucks. They just won them. Was that the nine or was that the... Who just won the Who just won the pit crew thing at the? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, was it the nine? Hundred thousand. A hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Yeah. So they know how to do a good pit stop. Was that the nine or five? Was it the nine? The nine. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. Okay, I get it. I get it. So whatever. I know. That's it. Uh, Apparently, they're not going to get most of that money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. This, this would have been a race week. That's why we go from there. Right. Here's your ham sandwich. <laughs> And a Mountain Dew. Have a good right. day. Thanks for playing. God. Red nuts are yellow. Try to get it tighter. Do you think they have to write 100,000 times? I, I will not leave my nuts loose. Anyhow, um, all right, so that happened. Uh, unfortunate. Okay, I'm going to talk about the track real quick. Um, the place looked beautiful. Yeah. The place looked great. Um, Friday I was there. Uh, traffic wasn't too bad. It was a little bad. Not too bad, though. But I noticed for uh, a minimal crowd, for you know, like it's the least fan, right. there was still traffic to get in. They charged twenty bucks to get in to park, and they took that money as you came in. Okay. And I'm just putting on my former track promoter brain. Park, really? Former track promoter brain. And I'm going twenty bucks. And they say, "Have your twenties ready. Have your." And it was cash only. As you pulled up, they took your money. Now here's what happens: you take your money, and then you go. Hey, where's such a, I need to park, and then the question stuff. Yeah. And the question, so here's the traffic studies that I've been involved in. 20 seconds here equals two minutes back there equals 20 minutes back equals two hours back yeah. there. Mm -hmm. So that little quick conversation each and every time, that's what happens. I also saw people directing traffic that weren't really quite directing. They were kind of just in groups, and I just, I can't stand that because. They weren't in. ready for it. You know, they weren't ready for it. It, it, it. It's like this. It's it's when you get back to these venues that haven't had a race in thirty years or whatever the heck it is, yeah. and then all of a sudden they want to they want to do this, and it it's not like Charlotte where no, that's a custom. That, that's a work of art yeah, over they there. Got it. They you got know, it down pat. Yeah, they got it right. down pat. And you know, whenever you do one of these venues, someone should say, "Hey, we need someone to organize this. What? How do we need to do this? Not yeah. just." Throw us in there because sure. we all remember Kentucky. Oh yeah, Kentucky. Well, they delayed the race because we were sitting there, and for an hour and a half after the race started, people were still coming in. Yeah, from what we, we could just see the one lot, but um, you know we're looking at the you know we couldn't see behind us behind the grandstands. But the grandstands hold twenty five thousand. They brought in fifteen thousand in temporary seating, so you practically almost let's say three quarters or more, seventy percent more fans were there. The infrastructure of the concession stands was built for twenty-five thousand people. Um, they had, uh, and it was cashless, so everything was a card except for parking. Except for parking, <laughs> everything was a card. Now we, you know, Jeremy and I took cash, and we went and we're like, "Oh, we're gonna buy this, that." But the lines were so long, and it was the card, and it's a process. And I watched this poor girl up on the uh, one, the, not the mezzanine, but the premium plus level where I got tickets for, and she was one girl working hot dogs. Coke, water, and that's all she could sell. And she was getting slayed. And I timed it. She was two minutes and twenty, or two minutes and twenty-five seconds per single customer. There was a family of four that took six minutes and thirty-eight. Seconds. She had to get in everything. She had to get a hot dog out. Yeah. She had to put it in, did it, and then right. had to do the card. And God bless. I mean, but there was no help for her. And I'm watching her run out of drinks. She had well, to go back up. Put okay, up. so and right now. All of America's in this situation. Sure, they There's, can't find the help. Yeah, I get so it. I mean, I get it. is it was it the Speedway's fault that they that they didn't hire enough people, or they just couldn't get them? Right. So right. Let, let's not. I saw people who had supervisor roles walking by these people that could have been use, helping. Could use that help. Yeah. And as a former track president, I swear, if you saw something, you jumped in, you did what you had to help, you helped each other. But there was instances where just walking by, and there was a sheriff up on the one level. Radioing to his, radioing to whoever, saying, "Hey, look at these lines up here are really long. People are getting antsy. Uh, the he mezzanine." Was, he was worried about it getting. Yeah, like this mm -hmm. could get bad, and yeah. people were like lined up for there was like a liquor bar there. It was nicely decorated and everything, but people were in line, and there was people like I missed half the second stage waiting in line. But that's all. I'm just saying. And then we looked downstairs, and the lines were like big there. I'm not saying it's bad, but National Super Speedway has the resources. To lean on other people to say, "Hey, what can we do in traffic they studies?" Right. But I'm not saying they didn't. But hey, live and learn. God, I hope it works. 
Uh, the vibe downtown was great. NASCAR. Say, how was downtown? Downtown was freaking awesome, man. It always is. So Gerald was her first time there, so she was like, I looked at her at one point. I go, "What's the matter?" She goes, "There's so much going on." I said, "Well, you're not in Troutman anymore. Nothing is Troutman, but you know, it's a big uh, step." From the, and you go to Nashville, but no, it was a great it's time, like, good experience. Yeah, it's like Vegas. Yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of you go you there, same I mean? thing. Yep. Uh, Racing Jason Hodling, former uh, guest on here, he says, "You have to win as a team, lose as a team." Fair enough. Uh, what do we say about the Chase Elliott, Christine Sadowski? We already touched upon that. Um, yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. So that's my take on the track. I'm not bashing, but observations that I made could have been avoided in my mind. They need to tweak it. Yeah, that's okay. Um, and they can do that. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? Did, oh, two teams. Uh, GMS, Truck Series team. Yeah. And College Racing, Xfinity Racing team, Series team. Announced they're going to go Cup Racing next yep. year. A colleague says they're going to buy two charters. I'm like, from who? From where? Who's going to give them up? And uh, GMS says they, they want to go cup, could go cup. They might have to, you know, race their way in. But I, I'm still having a struggle with the charter system because I'm still the thing like, just show up and run. If you're that good, you don't need a charter. Right. Well, here's what I say happens. I say that if NASCAR gets enough of these people, they'll just open it up to a 42-car field. Again. Go back to 43. I mean, why wouldn't you? Go back to 42. If you got enough cars. Sure, why not? You know? Whatever. They're and, playing the and, entry fee. And, and say our, our minimum is 35, our maximum is 42. Perfect. Right? I mean, if they can only get 38 in Charlotte, then... These, these, yeah, but... The, yeah, I'm just, you, you know where I'm going with this. I know. That new car is going to be... Change everything. It's going to change everything. Because Colleague now relies on everything from RCR. Yep. So they already have the resource right there to go, hey. No, 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 no. What? They don't need RCR with this new car. Because. What does RCR know about the new car? No, well, they know because they will be Hoover's been in it. Yeah, but not, it's. They don't know what's going to do on the track. No. Okay. Fair enough. Everybody's, every. there is no one smarter than the next guy. We should start a team. With this new car. I don't have that kind of cash. We could. Pump we, table, we'll do it. Go find <laughs> me. Everybody, we have all our viewers. Let's see, that's 300 people. going to drive it. Times five. What? <laughs> Let's get pickle. <laughs> All right, now you're talking. We'll get rich. At any rate, what I'm getting at is everybody's going to be on a very level playing field sure. with, this new, with yeah. this new piece. There's No one has an advantage. Right. Um, you, you, okay. the, the, the price is uh, the same for everybody across exactly. the board. It's not how much you can put into this thing is going to make you faster. The you know? part between the As wheel. As of right now. Right. The part between the wheel. That's going to be your defining. Right. And, and the part between the wheel. And the seat? Yes. Okay. Okay, so Joey Logano will have no more experience with one of them cars than than uh, Garrett Smith. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not picking. I'm just now, no, I'm, to yeah, no, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. But now, is, is Joey just, is his raw talent better? Probably, absolutely. All right. Before we bring up our guests, we want to remind you people that we have a website, pubtableracers.com. We have awesome merchandise. You can buy a beautiful hat. An awesome tumbler. We have uh, children's books on there. We stickers, have t-shirts. We have black t-shirts. We have enough black t-shirts that your football team could get them. So get your whole football team. If you're all missing. If they're no, double XL. Just order one, damn it. We need them. We'll get it to you. Yeah, we'll get it to you. Easy. We'll get it there. Uh, we're also um, if you don't want to see our ugly faces, and we don't blame you one bit. We are on Spotify, Google, uh, Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, Podcast. You just hear us, and also please, if you could. Go to the YouTube, go to Pub Table Racers, hit the subscribe button. It's totally free. Just give it a click. That's all we need. You don't have to watch. Just give it a click. We need the subscribers. Hey, everybody. We really appreciate you watching us every Tuesday night on Pub Table Racers. And Warren and myself say thank you. But we need a thank favor. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. As Elvis would say. Cheers. Cheers. We need you to do us a favor. On our YouTube channel, just give us a subscribe. It's free. We appreciate it. And that's all we really need. Right. Also, check out our website. What do we have there, Warren? We have uh, clothes, we have uh, hats, right. we have uh, tumblers, tumblers yeah. and you know anything else you need that it has to say pub table race, we'll make it. <laughs> and we have children's books, award-winning children's books too, so check them out. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. YouTube, subscribe, totally free. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. There we go. Appreciate you. So that's it. We good? We good. We good. It's time. We've been waiting for this guy for a while. His name is Wally McCarty. Warren calls him Wally McCarty and Coke. This guy has been in the sport for decades. He's he's a great guy. He has he has so much experience and so many great people he's worked with. 
Um, Rusty Wallace, Ryan Newman, Kurt Busch, uh, Bobby Ellison, Miller Racing. He's going to tell us more about it. Please welcome to the show, finally, Wally McCarty. Sorry we made you wait so long. Sorry we made you wait so long. We just had some stuff. So I met Wally in 97 or 8 when when I was at Penn State. Okay, yeah. And I could never... Remember his name? I could remember... Scooch in here, Wally. McCarty. What's his last name? I'll tell you. 6'4". 6'4". Okay, first of all, get yourself a Miller High. We know, having been a Team Penske Miller Racing. He gave us a bunch of Miller stuff. Miller stuff, yes. Yeah. So first of all, how did you get involved in the racing industry? Where are you from originally? Yeah. Originally from uh, Elgin, Illinois, which is a town uh, about 40 miles west of Chicago. Right. Um, I, I always give credit to my nephews, um, Randy and... Uh, Terry Ross, they uh, they got me interested in stock car racing at, at Rockford Speedway, Bob Joe Speedway, uh, and then from that point, uh, Terry and I really uh, became very fascinated with uh, funny cars. Okay. We so happened to have a, uh, a funny car team at Bud Richter Automotive in Elgin, Illinois. Uh, I hung around there uh, just every day I could, rode my bicycle over there, <laughs> and one day, uh, one of the mechanics, Mike Farrell, uh, invited me in to uh, polish the wheels. How old are you at this point? I'm, You're uh, a kid. You're saying I'm 15 years old. Okay, perfect. And, uh, I'm, I'm just loving life. Yeah. So, so you got invited to polish the wheels, and to you that was huge. It was huge. You oh, I, just I, to I, touch it, right? Right. Just, exactly. to, just yeah. to be part of. Just to walk in there to be able to. They handed me a can of Brasso and a yeah. and a shop rag and said, "Get after it." And I did the best job I could, right. and, uh, and 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 I was very blessed because uh, Mike and the team took me, uh, you know, under their wing. Started teaching me things about the car, working on the car. Mm -hmm. uh, next thing you know, I mean, it's fast forward a couple of years. You know, I'm actually uh, maintaining the car for them. I'm doing everything but setting the valves. Really, really? Yeah, and uh, so it's pretty cool. And, and got to go on a 747 for my first ride with them on uh, to go out to the Orange County uh, Manufacturers Meet for 64 cars. That, that was. Was just, that your first flight ever? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Got mom's permission and everything. Yeah. How old were you for that? Uh, 17. Is big. Who was the first one you ever flew with? Uh, Bobby Allison. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Better, you, you had a better trip then. It, well, <laughs> <So> better food. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you, you know, know should we buzz this track at Slinger? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I know about it. So you're, you're doing that with the funny car team and yeah. somehow, somewhere you make some connections that... Um, so from that team, um, I had the opportunity, Ed McCullough uh, called me at the Ace McCullough and uh, uh, I, on a recommendation he had, he hired me. I flew to Texas, uh, rode with the team to Gainesville, Florida and uh, come to find out it was one of those the highest of highs, lowest of lows, uh, went there and uh, the crew chief and I really never hit it off at all. And, and one of the reasons I found out why afterwards was that um, he didn't hire me. Ed hired oh, me. Oh, so uh, yeah, I, I was doomed from the beginning. <laughs> right, right. didn't even realize it, but I'll never forget this as long as I live. So after the race, uh, next morning wake up and he calls me out to the by the swimming pool at the Holiday Inn there and he goes, um, you know, we're just this just really ain't gonna work out. But you know, one race. really one, one race. race, yeah. Wow. The Gator National, one race. He didn't give you a chance to screw up, did he? Not even. No, not even. <laughs> or prove and yourself. I um, <laughs> or prove yourself. But, yeah. but uh, the, the the man, he was 27 years old at the time. Okay. And um, and he said, look, this isn't gonna work out. But I really appreciate what you did, and I know you tried. And he didn't. He couldn't really throw his crew chief under the under the bus. Right. I, I get it now. Right. In hindsight, but he gave me a hundred dollar bill, and he and he drove me to the airport. And uh, I'll fast forward the story. So about eight years after that, eight nine years after that, um, I am the Miller Brewing Company drag racing rep, and I go to Darlington, South Carolina, for the very first time to meet the Miller High Life Race Team, which was Dale Poldy, Mike Hamby for one team, right. and the Larry Miner team with who else driving. 
had the Ace McCollum. <laughs> and uh, it goes to show, never burn a bridge. Right. Right. Um, and, 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 goes, and he and I are best of friends to this day. Good. Really? Best of so friends. So you, you, yes. you say, say that, Facebook say that, was, that, was, that was that, this is now. And you oh, care. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Some, yeah. some people carry grudges like luggage, you know? Yeah, but no. if you know that it wasn't that guy's fault, you know, I've been hired in that situation before, too, where you get hired by a team owner, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden you show up in the shop, and... You know, everybody's like, oh yeah, what's this know? guy oh, yeah. doing here? You know what I mean? He he he's not one of us. It's, you know what I mean? And it's exactly. it's it's kind of a kind of a tough deal. It's tough, you know? but it shows that anybody. The thing that I've learned about automobile racing is you can never let anything get you down because that's what the business is. Right. There's right. only so many wins. Yeah, <laughs> you cherish them, right? But there's a lot of losses. You never know. Yeah, you never know when you're gonna, you know, exactly. when you're not, you're not gonna get one again. Absolutely. So you're with Miller Racing, and you're the you're the rep for them. Yeah, well, I mean, I was very blessed. So after that, I got to, uh, I came back to the Chicago area and got to work for Chapman Automotive uh, on a, a car that was called the Chicago Patrol, which unbelievably was sponsored by the Chicago Police Department. <laughs> It's a drink, a, great drink. A funny car. Funny car. Still a funny car. Good, yeah. And uh, got to work with two fabulous drivers there, Ron Colson, God rest his soul, mm -hmm. and uh, Pat Foster, God rest his soul. I mean, two of the, the most talented funny car racers in, in the business. Uh, after that, uh, you know, I got to the, I call it the proverbial why in the road. You know, do I want to try to make myself a, a, mm -hmm. a crew chief, a, a, a fabricator, whatever? Or and stay on the racing side, or do I want to go on the business side? And I and I chose the business side, and um, uh, applied for a job. It was the it was a Miller job um, <laughs> that um, I went to New York to interview for it with a company called Robert Landau. Uh, they did not hire me. Thank God they didn't, because uh, about two months later uh -huh. they went bankrupt. Oh, geez. And, uh, and all the now was this a marketing firm then, or it was a, it was Miller's. Uh, agency. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, uh, the, and it was, there was, it was a bad deal. I mean, they were the, the owner of the company was, uh, you know, taking the money from Burger King and mm. from Miller and putting it into drugs right. and offshore. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It was, it was yeah. crazy. <laughs> so was it the seventies, the eighties, this was the eighties. <laughs> right. So we knew where that went. Uh, um, so, Studio 54. <laughs> where are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so the the person that, that know, rescued that you deal is is Roger Penske. So oh. they went to Miller Brewing Company. Went to Roger Penske. He had a company called Motorsports International that Don Miller ran. Don Miller, yeah. And uh, they said, "Can you take these marketing people and put them, you know, into your company?" And he said, "Absolutely." Because he already had Miller as a sponsor. And Miller as a, well, no, had but Miller as a as a sponsor on the IndyCar side, but they were doing all the show cars for okay. uh, Miller Brewing Company, so okay. it just made natural sense to consolidate everything to have the marketing people and the show car people all, all together, yeah, one operation. So where were you living for that? Did you have to live? Well, I was in I was in Illinois, so then I found that out. So that a friend of mine that when I worked for Sears in their Die Hard Racing program early on mm -hmm. uh, introduced me to Don. Said Wally's a great guy. I want you to I want you to uh, take a look at him. Flew to St. Charles or uh, St. Louis and got picked up by Don Miller. <laughs> um, he hired me. He said the only thing I got right now was a show car job. I said put me in, coach. Really? Uh, so I drove the Lowenbrow Porsche show car for uh, for four months, <laughs> yep. and then went to the Las Vegas IndyCar race where uh, a gentleman by the name of Sam Bell Navis. Yeah. who remains a, a dear friend of mine, and he was the uh, first African-American mm -hmm. uh, sports marketing director for a major corporation. And uh, we sat in his uh, suite in uh, Las Vegas, and he hired me on the spot for Jeez. the drag racing job that I tried to get in New York. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go from New York to Vegas to get the job. Hey, whatever it was. Good. Good. It, was good. Good. It, was good. Good. it was worth the wait. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, Denise Hall, how are you doing? Um, congrats, your son Connor. One again this weekend. Uh, Connor Hall, up and coming driver. Oh, wow. Way cool. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right, so you're, you're now you're part of the Miller Racing family. Yep. And somewhere you end up, like, with Roger under his under his well, the, Miller. In, the, in this area. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the sports field 
the first job was with Motorsports International, which was a Penske company. So gotcha. that was my first introduction to the Penske organization. Gotcha. Um, then throughout the next 12 years, wow. you know, I was the sponsor rep for Motorsports for and motor. worked with the Penske team when they came online. Uh, and I don't, you probably remember in 1990, uh, Rusty was driving for Raymond Beetle. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they had to, we sponsored Beetle's team in 1990, and then they were building the shop uh, in Mooresville yeah. under the guise of uh, MW Racing. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sorry, MR Racing. And uh, so the shop at um, on Knob Hill Road was being built, and the 91 was the first year for um, for. Penske Racing, which right. is now Team Penske. In the in the original motorsports. In the park. original Lakeside business. Lakeside yeah. business park. So exactly. you were the beer guy. I was the beer okay. guy. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, was very the popular, guy. weren't you? Oh, wait, we were. Well, you know, the cool thing was, so uh, our, we had the, we had the greatest sports marketing staff in Milwaukee that we worked with, right. and and there was a number of us, and we all truly believe that we were able to get a PhD in sports marketing mm -hmm. by the way that Miller handled our operation. You had to be creative, you had to follow up on things, but they gave you enough rope to hang yourself. And if you hung yourself, it's okay. They would untie it and pat you on the butt and put you back out there. It's Just good. don't ever make, you know, make a mistake, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. So, so were you involved with Miller in uh, 85, 86? I was. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm on, I'm working with Mark Martin and Bobby Allison with the, with with the, the Miller with the, American right. ASA card. ASA ben, card, ben absolutely. Your, ben ben your tell, absolutely. And uh, even the ASA guys, I mean, we got 12 cases a week. Oh, yeah. You know, how um, much? 12 cases a week. Uh, did you, what, what did the there other was four guys on the team. <laughs> 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 so, what did you leave for the other guys? <laughs> <laughs> 12 packs, guys. Yeah, one guy. Uh, and he walked on the rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but at any rate, you know, so I, I like to I like to always tell people who are in are having our conversation. I mean, and maybe at one point in time our, our paths might have crossed, but who did? Oh, I'm knows? sure they did. You know, well, especially um, with Benny. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And Benny remains a great friend. Oh, Benny, I, I, Benny, I, I love him to death. Benny was like my dad because yeah. I was a 19 year old kid. Sure. You know, um, and and Benny to this day still I talk to him like, oh, whatever we chat a little bit, but yeah, um, those days for me, that was my, that was my, uh, my introduction to the sport, and that's what turned me on to this whole yeah. deal. That's a, that's a, that's why I'm here. Two pretty good guys to learn from, yeah. Mark Martin and Benny Hurtel. Well, you got I had Mark Martin, I had Jimmy Fenning, I had Benny Hurtel, oh I had Bobby Allison, you know. Uh, Jimmy's brother Jeffrey, who taught me so much about fabrication, it's it's ridiculous. That's awesome. Okay, so there we go. Fenning, but Jimmy Fenning, another great. Guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and you know, uh, obviously we're Wisconsinites, Absolutely. and you're a Illinois guy. Close enough. Yeah. I won't say you know. What? No, <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're good. good. We're good. We're good. You know what a fit <laughs> is, right? Tell me. Oh, I no, but, but when, uh, Bobby, you know, remember when Bobby won the 1988 Daytona 500? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jimmy Fenning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So and you got to work with Bobby Allison in those days when he was, you know, the, the I, 80s. I, I, I will tell you that from a kid who chased his dream, me, is I, if, 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 if anyone's listening out there to just do that because, yeah. you know, there's more stories than, than, than not. If you chase your dream, you will get it. You, you may not get exactly where you want. I've exceeded everything. And the yeah. drivers that I got to work with range from Al Holbert, Derek Bell, uh, Chip Robinson, John Andretti, uh, Ed McCullough, Gary Beck, Rusty Wallace, Bobby Allison. I mean, I can go on and on. Probably and Danny on. Sullivan. Danny Sullivan. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Ray Hall. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting here with us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but and, and yeah. the thing is, I mean, those guys. I mean, I worked at Wally back in the day. <laughs> I drank with him. <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I'm just, th those people, I'm so blessed to call them friends like you two guys. Yeah. And and that's what life's all about to me. And, I mean, and I'll say the same thing real quick. I'll be quick. 
don't ever think you can't do anything oh, you want to do. Absolutely. You know, I was, I was, I'm a boilermaker back home, and I'm like, this, I hate it, and I'm going to move to Charlotte, and I'm going to work on a race team. Yeah. And everybody's like, you're out of your mind. Well, and mm-hmm. here I am. There, that, you, you're, you again, know what positive. You, right. you, you did what, you followed and, your dream. You, yeah. And if you don't, I always say this, yeah. too, if you don't, you're going to regret it. Well, same in Buffalo and when you I was will. going to college, and I said everything I was doing was NASCAR oriented, and they all, the professor like, you need to find something else. You need to have a backup plan. I'm like, no, this is my plan. And then, you know, they're like, holy crap, I guess you went and did it. Yeah. So, anyhow, it you, is. which is just follow your dream. It's okay. You can do it. Um, so, you're, give us your favorite Bobby Allison story because you were there in the 80s, you know, leading up to the 88, you know, 500, and then we know what happened at Pocono a few months later. But well, them. Bobby is, is, is everyone here knows. I mean, it's just such a wonderful man um, in, in so many ways um, and and you know I, I would have to say that my favorite story about Bobby is certainly you know when he won the 88 Daytona 500 you know beating his son I mean it just right. don't, it don't get any better yeah, right? yeah. it just doesn't but off the track um, in Darlington we used to stay at a quality inn <laughs> and uh, you guys probably remember Hank Jones oh yeah oh yeah yep. so Hank and Benny would be there yep. And they would have this little trailer that you know, carried the Miller merchandise. Yeah. But uh, the beer distributor there, Schaefer Distributing, would uh, you know host down at this little lake house a little get together all the time. A little get together. And uh, we would go down there and we would drink Miller High Lifes. And Bobby would go fishing, mm-hmm. and he'd had the time his of his life, and it was just the coolest thing to see him right. in that environment. And and as I, you know, as you're growing up, I mean you. You, you can't be starstruck by any of these guys, and that's why you, you always get along with them because you just you know you be yourself, and they're themselves. They're yeah. themselves, and they and they know, they'll pick up on that. Oh, big time. Yeah. And yeah. they'll also pick up if you're a fan. True. Oh, oh my God. You know what I mean? And they don't like the, you but know. But one aspect, we're all kind of fans, but not to the point. You where, are, but don't you know, show it. Hey, in the you 1980 know. Daytona 500, right. on lap 40, you remember when you and they're like, yeah, we're done here. Right. Bobby's favorite answer, all that. We certainly had some good times. <laughs> That's all. That's his answer. That's his answer. We shared some good times back then. Gotcha. Yeah. We did book signings, and I'm like, after the third one, I go, okay, I've got your five lines down. (laughs) Which isn't a bad thing, but it's good. But yeah. All right. So, and then you you work, then, so then, where did the, so you're still with Miller Brewing when the Rusty transition comes in? So I'm with uh, Miller Brewing Company right up through uh, 1996. And, um, God. Uh, Penske Racing, uh, I, I really developed a great relationship working with Don, with Roger, with Walt Zarnicki, and the entire team, and uh, and they uh, we sat in, in a uh, Rusty's trailer actually in Dover, and they asked me if uh, I wanted to uh, hire on as their director of uh, sales and marketing, and I said, What was that like? Absolutely. What was that like? Put me in, coach. Did you know it was coming? <laughs> did you know it was coming? Or we talked. No, we uh, talked about it. Actually, okay. they they talked because as as only Roger Roger's the master when it comes to uh, uh, managing sponsorships, and and he had already talked to uh, the Miller Brewing Company people and got their blessing. Okay. Uh, so that they weren't stealing somebody. But if you think about it, Roger's very strategic too because now he he's is. got an inside Miller guy yeah. working for him mm-hmm. who knows all the people know, in and, house. and how it runs. Absolutely, yeah. and he's done that with a lot of people. In, currently in his organization that are former people that can provide influence and relationships. Right. And, Save, and saves them money. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, mm. so in, um, so in 90, uh, end of 96, uh, you know, we, mm. uh, we moved here to Charlotte. Um, okay. and, and Roger kind of mapped out my life for me. He <laughs> says, here's what we're going to do. You're going to do this, this, this. If you buy a house on the lake, you do this, this, this. You buy a house on the lake. Are you and then he told then he told me, he goes, <clears throat> Yeah, then Don will work out the deal with you. <laughs> oh great. So <laughs> you're not gonna be <laughs> you're not gonna do that. <laughs> but it's so, all, it worked out good. It worked out really good. So let me what makes Roger Penske just so successful? What would it cause it seems like he's everything he touches, everything he does, I don't want to say it turns to gold, but he he doesn't go for, you know, second place. He goes to win. I would say he would tell you this, people. Okay. He 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 is the ultimate people person. Now the man is unbelievably intelligent in so many ways, and he's so logical. And and when it comes to whether it's car designs or traffic patterns at a racetrack 
or how to run a business. I mean, he just knows. But he is he has surrounded himself with great people and it goes from the top of his organization to every level and, um, and I'll, I'll agree with that and he'll he he says that to this day at our luncheons and our and our and our, our kickoff meetings and stuff he says it's all about my people right. and i'm just a, a the the guy that is going to put this together and my people are going to make me look good and and well, I mean, and, most of the people I say are great people there. Right. You know, obviously you're going to have some sure. that, you know, but, well, sure, sure. but it's, it's, he's a great man to work for. Well, I, and I, Warren, you know, I would say, I, I'm sure you'll agree with me here that you would go and jump off a building for the man. Uh, I know I would if, because he, he, he is so, he, he's not egotistical. No, not at all. No. At all. I mean, he's just, he just, he, he would he would not ask anybody to do anything he wouldn't do. And I have seen that man uh, go in and, 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 and traffic control at Michigan Speedway. Yep. He's out there directing traffic. When he owned it, yep. Tickets, you name it. I mean, right. it, it's, it's crazy. So here's, here's, here's how smart and here's how people orientated he is. I worked for Penske Cranifus in uh, 97, 98. Mm -hmm. And uh, I left in, in, I left, I think I left in 99, or I might have left it right in 98. And I didn't get back to Penske until 2018. Okay. And I seen him at Michigan, and he said, it's good to see you back. Isn't that crazy? It's amazing. Every time I see him. And, and I, I, got, I got goosebumps now. And I said, to, I said so Travis Geisler, I, I asked, does he say, yeah. Every you time know, I see he, him, he comes in like a, like a work And it's like, he's like. He sees you, and I always look over my shoulder. He's yeah, he knows. Yeah, like he comes up, like he, the, yeah, whatever. Just he's, a great he's, guy. He's very he's, in tune he's, to everything that's going on. All right, so you go. So you're working there. You work with who are the drivers you work with there? At during I'm trying. So, so Rusty. It started out with Rusty. That that was really the deal. It was a one car operation with Rusty, uh, and then it became a two car operation, mm -hmm. bringing on Ryan Newman. And that was um, a very interesting time in my career. Probably why I don't have any <laughs> hair right why now. Is that? Well, you worked with Mayfield too with us, right? Well, then, then when he bought, when Roger yeah, bought, before in Ryan, a few, yeah, because that's how I remember me kind of meeting you. Okay. Yes, that's you know correct. when it, when it went from there was Penske and then there was there was the twelve and then there was the two and then the twelve. Twelve. Yep. And then the the twelve went from Mayfield for three years yep. to to Ryan. Or, Three so, or four. Right, right. You're right. You're so absolutely all, right. all your time with Rusty, what, what was he like back then? I mean, he was, I mean, he was, you know, it was him and Earnhardt. Oh, right? well, and some of the best times of my life. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say that if, if I had to pick one year that was the most, I mean, it was exciting. It was the, the it was the year of more ups and downs and emotions was 1993 mm -hmm. uh, with Rusty. But that was back in the day when the drivers stayed at the motels. They didn't hide in their motor coaches. Right. Uh, they lived, and Rusty was has always been this way, lived, uh, ate, breathed, sleep, racing. Yep. He'd be in the shop during the week. He would work on the cars with the guys, fly to the race together, stay at a motel together, eat together, go to the racetrack. I mean, it was, it was, it was a unit. You know, and the, 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 the kind of the joke was always, you know, we, we've... Um, we, Dave Maneri and Jeffrey Thousand all all and, yeah. and, and Dave Kenny and, yeah, yeah. Dave and, and Little. And, well, and you had, and, you know, and then back, you know, the Buddy Parrott, that was the Buddy yeah, Parrott. Yeah, Buddy Parrott, oh, Buddy yeah. and Brad and, and, um, and, and Todd all on the team together, and it was, it was just, it was a family. Yeah. Literally mm -hmm. and figuratively, it was a family. Um, so what was the joke you were saying? The joke was Rusty all the time. Oh, he said, you know, we may have, we, we may not have won all the races, but we ain't never lost a party. That was Rusty. Give us a good Rusty story you can tell. Oh, oh Lord. Lord. One, okay. one time all right. So the one that I can tell, and I thought about this because I knew, I knew I'd be you putting knew you'd put out. I knew it. So this is this happened in 1993. Okay. So we're at Talladega. Now, you know what the, the infield was oh, like. Oh, yeah. Talladega. In 93, yeah. 93, 03, 13, yeah, yeah, full of motorhomes yeah. everywhere. So, it was more than R-rated in 93. <laughs> oh, Lord almighty. 
But uh, so this was and this was actually the race that uh, that he got tapped on Sunday uh, by Earnhardt when he flipped and broke his wrist. Right. Um, but this is the the Saturday practice, last practice. This is when you you know this is when you change motors forty eight yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Years. You guys, are they thank you guys, good job. <laughs> So it's last practice, and Rusty comes in, and you know he he, he talks to, to Buddy and tells him what the car's like. And he just he gets out and he's getting ready to uh, fire soon. Man, you ain't gonna believe this. In, in turn two, there is this motorhome, and it is Rusty Wallace number two Miller Genuine Draft. It's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I go, what? What are you doing looking at motorhomes when you're <laughs> trying to boring when you're practicing? Yeah, he, he goes, oh, I see everything. You know, I go, oh, okay, okay, right, okay, fine, gotcha. So, so everybody's you know locking the truck up and, and he goes, hey, come on, guys, let's, let's get in the van, let's go see these guys. <laughs> what? Seriously? Oh yeah. yeah. I, so, I see what's okay. going down here already. Sure. So off we go. So all the you know two vans, you know, we're driving through and, and we're in turn two. Now remember. This is this this thing's facing the racetrack, race track. and we're in the infield side. Yeah, trying to find it. So we're right. trying to find it. So we're looking, and I mean, it's it's it is twenty five minutes. Oh, I know it's right here. You know, you can just imagine when he's oh yeah, it's right there. Well, it's not right there. Yeah. Well, we're there. And that son of drivers are right, oh, right here. Right 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 exactly. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so we finally figure out. We get smart. Yeah. It was unbelievable. He goes, let's walk the fence. And that way we can see it on the outside. So we walk down the fence. There it is. We go, wait a minute. We walk on the other side, and it's one of those split decisions. <gasps> the, the side that's facing the racetrack is the Rusty Wallace side. The side that's facing the infield is the Dale Earnhardt side. <laughs> wow. Could you put two more? <laughs> oh, so oh. Well, we, we walked in. Right. But we still... We had a beer with them all, had a great time, it was fun. What, was, they, what, did, they do, what did they do when you walked up? I always looked them all. Oh, they just, all oh, they, they just like holy themselves. Yeah, yeah, even Earnhardt fans didn't yeah, care. Yeah, they, they, he they, wasn't yeah. there, it was Rusty yeah, was there. Yeah, it's fine, right? yeah. But the, the coolest thing was, that happened back then. Yeah. yeah. The that, drivers yeah. would go. Would go, yeah. and that they're just, you know, and, and I'm, this is no disrespect to any of the drivers, it's a, it's a different day, but I miss the days of the drivers being in the, in the uh, bars, yeah, and it is great for us from a beer company sure. standpoint. They're there, right. everyone with you. My best guy was Dick Trickle. Oh, okay. no one could sell beer better than Dick Trickle, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'll drink it. I'll drink it. I can always remember in, in Atlanta when, when he when he you know when he was subbing, um, and he was rookie of the year. Okay, and we went into the first bar in Atlanta, and it was almost like okay, I'm walking in. You always got to tell the drivers yeah. what to do, and he goes like this. I got this. <laughs> I'm like, just get out of here. I, I got this. I'm like, I've like, never been in a bar before. I'm Wisconsin. Give me a rent and set the table. He said, right, you are paying, right? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I imagine what your expense accounts were like. All right, so you work with Rusty, and then all of a sudden Newman comes into the... Then Ryan comes on board. Yep, we uh, in uh, October fourth of two thousand, we put him in the Arca race yep. at Charlotte. He did the ABC, and then the, yeah. it was the ABC season, which turned out to be really a uh, Arca Bush Cup. Mm -hmm. Arca, Arca Bush Cup. Glad you. That's why I said always let the people know what we're talking about. Yeah. And so his his years. So then you're with his early years. I was with him in his early years at Penske. Um, and then I uh, was very fortunate to, I, I call it putting a, a, a cap on my uh, Daytona 500, was there when he won his mm -hmm. 2008, yep. uh, the 50th running of the Daytona 500. So I've got a win ring from 1988 with Bobby Allison, and I got one from 2008 for Ryan Newman, 20 Jeez, years apart. Perfect. That's right, but you so got him. I got him. Yeah, perfect. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, you, so what was he like in those beginning years? Because he was, he was learning. Was, well, it, was he as hard-headed? I'm saying this because I've worked sure. with him. You know, worked with him at he's RCR. Hard-headed. What? Ryan Newman? He's an engineer. Oh, I know he's an engineer. Oh, he's an engineer. <laughs> Sorry. He's very focused. How's that? Because hard-headed, I guess, is not right. focused. Was he like that then, or was he just? Did that just come with time and experience on him? Um, Ryan was very reserved in the beginning. Yeah. 
um, but very, very articulate mm -hmm. and extreme. Right. And you could tell he was extremely smart. Yes. Right. Ryan's smart enough that he can't get bullshitted by a crew chief. Oh, no, 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 no. no he's, that's why he's. You're right. That's, that's why he's yeah. he's on the radio, and when in in in. in you're not going to bullshit him. Though. Mm -hmm. He knows what's going on. He'll tell you. And they had a great, they had a great team there that, that was mm -hmm. put together with Matt Borland and Mike yes. Nelson. Oh, geez, those names. Oh, I mean, they're just it was, it's an unbelievable mm -hmm. crew, and they were tight like Rusty's guys mm -hmm. were in '93. Uh, right. But the interesting thing was, it was diametrically opposed. You had the engineers, and you had the old school racer mm -hmm. and Rusty, and and that did not make for. Uh, a great situation. Right. It was yeah. not. There was, not, there was friction there. Yeah. 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 The chemistry was not there. There's always friction the there. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's okay. I mean, it's you know, I wouldn't trade those times for anything in the world. And and Ryan was, um, you know, Ryan was always going to be Ryan, and and I've always admired that about him. Um, when he he first uh, he bought a little house on the lake up in Cheryl's Ford, and we went there, and I had uh, the first Christmas present I gave him. I gave him something which I thought was kind of cool, and that was uh, this framed poster of the Charlotte paper when they won their first poll. Okay. Oh, yep. But I also gave him an iron because he would wear jeans that were really <laughs> wrinkled. And I said, if you're going to work for Mr. Pensky, Pensky you're going to at least have iron jeans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, that didn't go over too good. It <laughs> well, hey, you know, you got to play both sides. He didn't, he didn't see my sense of humor. <laughs> So then Kurt Busch comes in the picture, uh, right, so Brett Rusty you know, steps out, and I'll never forget, it was the uh, banquet, Waldorf, we're at a party, and Rusty was out, and um, Kurt was coming in, uh, and we're at the, I don't know, I couldn't, like Sprint, was it Sprint at the time? Next time we're putting the party It was 2005, out. so it was, I think it was first of first Sprint. Sprint. Okay, next Sprint. Sprint. Okay. And we're at this party, and all of a sudden, Kurt comes over. With this big bucket of beer, Rusty was there. This big bucket of beer, and he, whatever was on the thing, pushed everything off the table. And he puts it down. And he goes, "Here you go. This is my parting gift to you." And Rusty would make some comment like, "Oh, really? Thanks a lot." It was like you paid for it. He goes, "That's not the point. My point is, I, it, it was just, but it was cool because Kurt was appreciating the fact sure. that yeah, he was getting, he ride. was getting that you know what was going on with the whole thing. So, so then Kurt comes in and he does. Everything you want to do on a radio, yeah, exactly. and owner exactly. doesn't exactly. want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> was, 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 he, was he wild? Was it just throwing his finger things off days? Well, you know, Kurt, Kurt was an extremely interesting individual, and I, I love. He's the greatest guy to go have a beer with. Oh, well, I'm sure. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I mean, and, a couple times. I hear that and, all the time too. Yeah. And on top of it, uh, I went on a tour with him uh, to all the sponsors, and we we took him and and. You talk about a guy that did his homework. I mean, um, whether it's Mead Paper, Miller Brewing Company, mm -hmm. you name it, Lennox, he nailed it really? every time. That's good. Flip side is is and his his ex wife Eva said this, so I'm just quoting her. Sure. When he put on his helmet, it cut off the blood supply to his head. <laughs> and you can say that about pretty much. Ninety percent of the drivers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. drivers anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he was just. I mean, he was just a. a, a lot like, of oh my God! You know, he had to, women and children could have. You know, he had to plug their ears. And, yeah. oh, right. <laughs> there was parents in the stands. Nothing to report here. Did you hear that one this weekend? Yeah. What? They asked Kyle, "How's your car?" Nothing to report here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Now, no, it's really bad. He's not even swearing. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Sitting in the stands because it's been many years since I sat in the stands. Every time Kyle Bush got past, everyone cheered. I'm like, good guy. And Joe was sitting there. She's like, so they introduced Joey Logano. A lot of people booed. She goes, they booed Joey? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, so anyhow, it was just a funny observation. Well, on the TV, because I, I know you get to see it, but this, I'm watching it. He's terrible. He wasn't bad at being right. a race, and right. the car just keeps getting yeah, worse. worse yeah. And, and, and all of a sudden, they go, uh, how's your car? Nothing to report here. <laughs> and um, we got the word this morning. Me and the guy was talking. He's like, God, he must have really been pissed off. He wouldn't even cuss. So that was good about him. But so you saw there was a lot of good that he had. Oh, he was good. bad. But when he was bad, it was just you felt for him because it was like, oh my gosh, was there nobody yeah, there? What are you like, doing? Yeah, yeah why are you blowing up? Because you know? you're. Because the kid's so talented, too. So it's an unbelievable talent. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah. talent. But, you know, it's kind of cool to see him today yep. 
as he's matured. Oh yeah, and, he's, and, he's fixed and, it. He and, fixed and it. He has. Yeah. He realizes. And, yeah. And he's um, he, again great person. And it's just. But these are the stories of automobile racing. Right. You can't change them. No. You know the Mark Donahue's. They had personality. Every, mm-hmm. You know AJ Foyt. This is you know, his own unique personality. Every one of these guys. Do something that I know I can't do, right? And I admire every one of them, and you really can't say too much about what right. I, they want to say on the radio. Yep. And you know, so with my little bit of driving that I've done, huh? your adrenaline is so high mm-hmm. that that you know, and you you sometimes you're saying stuff that, and, and I won't say that you don't mean, but you're you're over exaggerating sure. things. That, that that creates you know of of you know, I remember my dad was my creature guy. I got out of my car. Dad, man, I'm sorry, Dad. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an asshole. Yeah, you know, we got out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> he would be yeah. like, I, all right, I get right. it. So just, you know, your so your time with Penske, you're there till what year? Uh, ninety six. Mm-hmm. Through 2008, wow. April, April 2008. That was a good run. That's a pretty damn good run. Yeah, and that's when, um, you know, in 2005, as, as you remember, the you know the new shop was was built, mm-hmm. and I was very blessed to uh, to have that opportunity to to be part of that mm-hmm. and learn from Roger on how you how you build a building. Um, so that was really a lot of fun. And then um, you know the IndyCar team came in, and we had the IndyCar mm-hmm. team, we had the Porsche team, had the stock car teams, and it was it was the coolest coolest place ever to work. Uh, but then, you know, as as all things do, good things come to an end. Right. Um, uh, that's when uh, you know consult Don Miller was on his way out, and Don was kind of my mentor. Right. And it was just time to um, you know to move on. Right. And, yeah. Uh, and it was good. And I remained friends with Roger. I remained, remained friends with Walt Zarnicky, okay. uh, Tim Sindrick, You know, and, and a lot of the guys there. Because you never know. And they go, Hey, well, oh, the great thing about I still just I just side work with them. That's right. Good. It's great. It's great stuff. So, so we're, what do you? What is it you're doing now? Because then you're still heavily involved in the sport. And yeah. You know, I, I didn't know about the whole crew guy drag racing. I learned that tonight from you. Just so yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. We didn't know you were hands on. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. It's good. See, you guys couldn't bullshit me all the time. I'm out of that So you, you're now you're still on the marketing side. So yeah, so uh, in 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 2008, took about a month off, and then uh, I'd started my own company, uh, consulting firm. And Carl? Uh, uh, Wally McCarty and Associates. There what a go. creative name. Oh my God, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's good. Uh, it's Always put your own name on it. Oh, I know, Wally. That's good. That's yeah. all good. Don't, don't be too clever. Yeah. But, um, but I have, um, you know, got clients right now uh, FDP Friction Science, mm-hmm. which is a brake manufacturer out of uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we hold the license for Goodyear brakes, and it's something that we are currently launching on Amazon. Very good. Um, so that's been an exciting project to work with. Um, continuing to do some other just off racing kind of things, uh, building out a, uh, a business plan for a uh, mineral based effervescent drink. Hmm. I never thought I'd be doing that, but that's all right. I am. It is. And, uh, <clears throat> and then also, you Does know, it I contain alcohol, we'll take it. No, no, no alcohol. It's, oh. it's supposed to make you. Oh, well. Strong like boobs. Send us an email. A name like Highlife, I mean. Send us an email. A lot of effervescence in this. Go ahead. All right, so you're building this. And then uh, continue to uh, to do some some work in racing. I never will ever get out of the racing business. I know the feeling, yeah. We both do. So yeah, that's been it's been fun. I mean, you know, helping some young upstart drivers, uh, which has really been fun, and um, and then also looking at some you know sponsorship deals mm-hmm. for some teams. And I try to keep all that stuff under the radar screen because uh, in today's world, uh, less is more. The less people know about what you're doing, that's right. The better off you are. It's a very it's a very uh, it's a very doggy dog oh business. I'm, I'm not very good at that because yeah. everything I do is like hey, everybody yeah. check this podcast out and watch this show. Yeah. But that's all right, what you're doing, that's good. No, but um, in, in the middle of all that, I mean, I got, I was very blessed. One of my clients was the uh, North Carolina uh, Motorsports Foundation. Mm-hmm. So we did some some interesting work there with uh, the license plate program good. that NASCAR had. They had the, you know, North Carolina license plate right. that had the NASCAR theme. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, we tried to build out some marketing programs for them around teen driving. Um, and then uh, had a, about a three-year stint with uh, NASCAR production, so I got to work a little bit with the league mm-hmm. uh, on the video side, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And 
you know, to, to be able to have a career that spanned not only it's pretty impressive. The, the, the sponsorship side, the team side, and then the league side. And um, with some legends too, and champions, oh, and, and Hall yeah, of Famers. That's the thing. It's no regrets, right? No, none. Oh, a absolutely yeah. not. Perfect. No, no regrets whatsoever. Perfect. I that's am, the way to roll. I am so blessed. Um, and again, it's the the people you meet, not not just the drivers, and and you know, it's people mm -hmm. in the in the C suite, the C CEOs, the CMOs that you can mm -hmm. talk to. It's the crew guys too. Sure. I mean, you love everybody at in every level of this sport. That's what it's about. I have more fun walking through the garage here and just saying hi to people. Yep. I mean, it's what it makes. Well, it I'll say it like this. So, you know, after I left Penske mm -hmm. and while I was still there, and I would walk through with my DEI stuff, and I'd see we all, we, all, we always said hi. Sure. There was always a hi. Sure. You know, it was always a hey, how you doing? Good. You know, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's what it. That's what it's mm -hmm. really all about to me is just the people. It is, and and I guess I, I learned that from Mr. Penske. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we're at Fabulous Hour. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, in. thank you. This has been an absolute honor, and I mean that sincerely. Well, Everything you've done in the sport, the people you yeah. work with, the experience you had the, the, from the drag racing to the Miller. I mean, you're the beer guy for Miller. I mean, that, well, that's that, right. For well, a long time. Is a for oh, the team's got 50. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, up here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it's A guys. We did get team cans. <laughs> I only brought one to We got them 32 ounce cake cans and oh geez. But, um, it's I only had two off the shelf. But uh, it's good. been an honor to have you on. I appreciate oh, it. Thank you. And you were one of the early supporters of the show. And uh, yeah. you, you shared a lot of your insight. And I, I listened to a lot. I used some of it, but uh, that meant a lot to me personally. I've known you for a long time. We never worked together. But we've always, every time we run each other, we talk. And I can still text you on a afternoon and say beer and you respond back yes absolutely pick a place and that's how it is that's, that's cheers simple. to you man thank, thank you very you much thank you well, i McCormick. never get that well, oh, i'm probably working oh my god you were <laughs> but you're off early now you're urgent <laughs> thank you everybody carry your nerds i guess next much. week wally bag mccarty and coke wally mccarty <laughs> have a good week we'll see you next week thanks everybody <laughs> say good night dick good night dick oh we did it good night dick we got it wow hey another great show great thank show. you so much everybody yep. for tuning Enjoy in it. We appreciate it. We do this every Tuesday night, and Warren, I think the guests we've had have been fantastic. Phenomenal. And the people that are following us, we appreciate it. We're reaching 42,000 people a month. Can you believe that? And uh, we appreciate you watching. Right. And, uh, We're having fun. Hope everybody else enjoys yeah. it. That's it. And this is just a fun show, Bucket of Beer. Guys sitting around talking about it. So keep tuning in. We appreciate it. Check out our store and everything. But um, we appreciate you people, and uh, we will see you next week. Right, my friend? Yes, sir. All right. See you next week.